Some football podcasts can be boring, using advanced language and just all around not being fun. My mission as a 13-year-old Jets fan is to make fun and articulate podcasts great for Jets fans of all ages. Okay, so before I get into this podcast, I just want to say I'm sorry that this is coming out a day late. I was busy on Saturday and I didn't have time, but whatever. I guess since I'm doing this all on Sunday, there is enough time for me to say some breaking news that just came out, like, a few minutes ago, uh, as of when I'm recording this. So according to Adam Schefter and his very trusty sources, uh, the New York Jets have been receiving some trading calls for Robbie Anderson and Leonard Williams. Not that surprising, but I'm going to talk about what those trades can mean. So, yeah, first I'm going to do that and talk about Jets news and NFL news in the present section. Then I'm going to do the future section of this podcast where I'm going to talk about their upcoming game uh, against the Jaguars. And I'm going to talk about my prediction that I have for the game, which I did not write down yet. So I'm going to have to come up with it on the spot. But first, news. So what would trading Robbie Anderson do for the team? Well, they would probably only get like a second or third round pick for him. Maybe a fourth, uh, if they really wouldn't be able to take anything, uh, and they really just wanted to get rid of him, but they shouldn't get rid of him. They should listen to all the offers, and if they get something like a first-round pick from a team that's probably going to have a top half, uh, of the first round, a pick, what? A first-round pick in the top half of the first round. Uh, and the Jets see a receiver there that they really like, they might want to trade Robbie Anderson for that and say, listen, Robbie Anderson, in our eyes, is worth a lot less than this guy who's going to be in the first round. He's probably still available then. Like, this move just makes sense. But if they're, doing, if they're trading him for a third or a fourth, that's not really worth it because... <laughs> He is Darnold's top receiver. You just cannot replace that with a third-round pick. Like, you can get a solid number two receiver with a second or third-round pick, uh, but there's no guarantees for him to be a number one receiver. So, just don't trade Robbie Anderson unless you get a top half of... unless you get a top half first-round pick. That's kind of a tongue twister, I guess. But Leonard Williams, a lot of fans kind of want him to go because, so, uh, a lot of fans like to look at pro football focus to decide whether or not a player is really any good. And it can be good, but it is usually not. Leonard Williams is a great case of this because he has a 589 uh, percent rating on Pro Football Focus, which basically means that he's terrible and really should barely even be on a roster. And he is his grade is almost ten percent lower than Joe Flacco. Think about that, Joe Flacco, one of the worst QBs in the NFL, is supposedly much better at playing football than Leonard Williams is. That doesn't make sense, because Leonard Williams, even though he hasn't been great, he has had so many double teams, and that's what a lot of fans like to point out when they 
or making the case for why he's good. But he also has, uh, I know, like, he had a tipped pass, I believe, in the last game uh, that ended up being the interception for Tremaine Johnson, who Pro Football Focus just loves. I don't know why. They have him ranked, like, way higher than he should be ranked, which is dead last. Because he's the worst corner in the NFL in my eyes. But my eyes are wrong a lot. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Leonard Williams is also, uh, has a lower pro football focus grade than Marcus Mariota and Andy Dalton. That is ridiculous, because they are probably the two worst QBs in the NFL that are starting. And they are rated, like, 5% higher than Leonard Williams, who's a pretty solid, uh, defensive and defensive tackle hybrid, and he's got the versatility, as I just mentioned, uh, and he's been pretty productive, even though he has been taking up a lot of double teams, I mean, he's, like, way underrated, I I thought that he would have, like, at least a 70 or 60 something grade, Oh, look, and the Jets and Actives are just coming out. Uh, Neville Hewitt and Henry Anderson are not going to play. Dang it. Neville Hewitt hasn't even played since I've interviewed him. Uh, that was an amazing experience. Uh, thank you, Neville Hewitt, if you're listening, for letting me interview you. And, yeah, I mean, I hope that you can get back on the field soon. So, we will see. Uh, and Neville Hewitt will probably get a, a lot more of a chance to play uh, this year because C.J. Mosley is also going to be out. Looks like he re-aggravated uh, his injury that was bothering him uh, throughout the season so far. I think it was a hamstring injury because or it definitely seems like a hamstring injury. I don't remember where he's injured, but it, like, keeps kind of getting re-aggravated, which is what happens a lot when you hurt your hamstring. It's hard to tell when you will come back from that injury, really, and be 100%. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, Chris Herndon is doubtful. I don't think he's active, so that stinks, but... More news about the NFL. The Patriots traded for Mohamed Sanu. Can you imagine how much fun Bill Belichick is going to have with Mohamed Sanu on his team? Because Mohamed Sanu would probably be a top 10, top 15 QB talent-wise, at least, in the NFL. Uh, Probably without a doubt. I think there was, like, some video where they were testing his, like, arm strength uh, through, like, yardage that, like, he can throw, uh, speed and, uh, like, how fast he throws, and he was so far up there on the list compared to NFL QBs, like, I think he was, like, top five or top ten in, uh, throwing distance, and he also has a perfect passer rating on his career. Bill Belichick is definitely going to use him, I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't. And there is more news along to Mohamed Sanu going to the Patriots for a second-round pick. 
He apparently was offered the number 12 by Tom Brady. Could you imagine if he accepted that? Oh my god, like, if he said, okay, yeah, thank you so much, I will, uh, I definitely want to keep the number 12, he didn't end up accepting it, but if he did say that, oh my goodness, could you imagine Tom Brady having to wear, like, 13 or something? It would look so long, and I don't know how I would ever get used to it. Not that I would have to, though, Patriots fans, though, would get really mad about it. Kind of be like, get some new off of this team. He took Tom Brady's number, whether or not Tom Brady offered it. And Emmanuel Sanders is going to the 49ers for, I believe, a third and a fourth when they gave up him and a fifth to the 49ers. So the Broncos got rid of Emmanuel Sanders and a fifth for the for a third and a fourth from the 49ers. I mean, the 49ers are all in on this season. What was their biggest weakness going into the year receiver? And they have boosted that with a pretty solid receiver. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is definitely past his prime. He never really got a chance to be a number one receiver, though, because uh, in Denver the entire time there was Demarius Thomas, uh, who's now on the Jets. <laughs> And, I mean, up until, like, a year and a half ago when he was traded, Emmanuel Sanders was the number two receiver his entire career. Uh, though, wasn't he, like, in Pittsburgh when he got drafted and he was behind, like, Antonio Brown? Uh, no, Antonio Brown uh, was a year after him when he got drafted. Uh, but, yeah, he was behind, like... Heinz Ward, uh, and what's his name? Uh, Antoine Randall for his career. Then Antonio Brown came in. Then he got traded to the Broncos, who already had Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker, and yeah, just those two guys. Then Eric Decker got traded to the Jets, still behind Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas got traded to Oakland, ended up getting cut and signed with the Patriots. Then he got cut and signed with the Jets. So, you know, Emmanuel Sanders had a year and a half to assert himself as one of the better receivers in the NFL, and he's good, I guess, but he didn't make the most of his opportunity, I feel like. Joe Flacco was his QB, who I just mentioned uh, is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, but I don't know. It's like, how good really will he be with a good QB and being the number one receiver? We're finally going to see uh, when he goes to San Francisco uh, and gets to start there. Quandre Diggs also got traded to the uh, to the Seahawks. I don't remember what they got. Uh, and... Some guy who just got traded had a really big game. I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so the Mohamed Sanu trade, I think, is a really interesting trade because it was. It only happened a few hours after the Jets and Patriots ended up uh, finishing their game. How did Goodell even accept the trade? Because he has the power to say no to a trade uh, if he doesn't feel like it's fair or something, or if the team shouldn't be trading. 
and like at the moment, like if they're in the middle of the game, Goodell's just gonna say like, "No, get back to coaching Bill Belichick." But he, that's not what happened because it's weird because Bill Belichick, what he probably did was either during the fourth quarter or right after the game, because he's also the Patriots' general manager, so he gets to make the trades. He was just, like, negotiating with the Falcons in the middle of a game, and it was, like, right after the game. Then he, like, sent all the papers to the NFL, and then in the morning they checked. Or he just did it all at 6 a.m., which is a very Bill Belichick thing to do, I feel. But, uh, yeah. So that's all for the present section. Now on to the future section where I will be talking about the Jets' upcoming game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I was wrong on my last prediction. And, you know, my last prediction, I said that the Jets would beat the spread. They didn't. The only other time I've been wrong about a prediction all year was when I said that the Jets uh, would... Uh, oh, yeah, when Jordan Howard would have, like, less than... 40 rushing yards and more than 15 receiving yards. Didn't have a single receiving yard and had over 60 rushing yards. So I was wrong on both of those. Uh, And I needed both to happen for my prediction to be right. So I just failed that one. So what I've learned is to not uh, predict for the Jets and to predict against them. So I could go with a very weak prediction here and say that the Jaguars are going to win it. But no, that's just cheating because they're favored to win by like six points and I don't want to say that the Jets are going to beat the spread because I don't think it is going to be a six-point game I don't want to say that they're going to lose to the spread because I don't know like I just am not sure about that so I want to make a prediction about an individual player or I guess an individual position group uh, so the Jacksonville Corners, I think this might be their first game without Jalen Ramsey on the team. Unless they played last week. I don't think they did, though. Uh, I think, yeah, last week I think was their bye week. So I predict that A.J. Boye is going to take a big step up and even get an interception. Or no, he's going to defend a pass. I'm not saying that he's going to have an interception. But I predict that the Jacksonville Jaguars corner group outside of Boye is going to struggle. Uh, and maybe Boye struggles. But I'm saying that the Jacksonville corner group, uh, excluding A.J. Boye, is going to struggle. If A.J. Boye struggles, the prediction is right too. But I do think that A.J. Boye is going to do well. So I'm saying that the corner group minus A.J. Boye, because Jalen Ramsey is the best corner in the NFL without a doubt. A lot of people are going to say, Stefan Gilmore is better. No, he isn't. Like, he's a product of the Belichick system. He's like Tom Brady. He's like Edelman. Uh, like, uh, no, Gronk was a great talent. Uh, Wes Welker, that's who I was thinking of. Uh, I know they're all products of the Belichick system. I mean, anywhere else they would have struggled a lot more. But it's Bill Belichick. He turned them into all-time great players. So, uh, some important stuff to know for this game is that uh, Leonard Fournette, the Jaguars running back, had a 
tremendous rookie season, then struggled a lot in his second year, uh, got injured a bunch, but this year he's having a quiet season. Uh, he's doing really well, though. He has, like, over 500 yards rushing and stuff, and he's just been looking so much better this year. Uh, I haven't really seen him play much, but I will today in an hour or so. But, yeah, he's gonna, he's been taking a huge step up. Could he, uh, could he win the comeback player of the year this year? I mean, yeah, like, I'm trying to think of who else would win. But, fun fact about Leonard Fournette, he's from the same college as Jamal Adams. LSU, they played together uh, on the same team uh, at the same time. Uh, they both got drafted into the 2017 NFL Draft. At uh, Fournette went number four, and Jamal went number six. Jamal Adams so far has had the much better career, making a Pro Bowl and becoming one of the best safeties in the NFL. Leonard Fournette, however, his season last year has kind of raised a lot of question marks about him because he gets a lot of carries and stuff, so his yards numbers are through the are through the roof, but his uh his yards per carry number, uh, which still doesn't tell the full story a lot, but definitely tells more of what's going on than his rushing yards, because Christian McCaffrey is probably going to lead the NFL in rushing yards. Uh, well, definitely in all-purpose yards, I think. Probably in rushing yards. Why? Because he is the Panthers' offense. Uh, Cam Newton's out, and they are letting Kyle Allen lean uh, a lot more on Christian McCaffrey because the offense is running through him. If he doesn't, uh, if he doesn't lead the league in rushing yards, Dalvin Cook probably will. Why? Because he's the offense is running through him, and while the Vikings have a much better passing game, Dalvin Cook is the team's focal point they are running through him and then the passing is just to kind of distract the defense a bit but yeah so like Leonard Fournette has been having a very good season I don't think he's gonna lead the league in rushing yards though because he hasn't been getting the number of carries but in the past he's been getting a lot of carries and not getting too many yards per carry which is definitely a big issue and another important thing to know about the Jaguars' offense is that Gardner Minshew has been probably the best QB in this draft so far. I actually have his rookie card. I got it, and I was like, who's this guy with the mustache, Gardner Minshew? But he has been really, really good this year so far. Uh, and a lot of people are comparing him to Uncle Rico because he has the headband and the mustache. So, yeah, that's all that you need to know about this upcoming game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I hope that we win, and I hope that my prediction about the Jaguars' defensive back struggling is right. Though I'm thinking about it, I just said that I shouldn't uh, predict for the Jets. I guess I'm just predicting... Uh, pre- what? Yeah, I'm just predicting against their opponent. But that's like what I did... But that's what I did uh, both of the times that I was wrong. But whatever, my predictions are 4-2 and two so far on the year. My fantasy football team is 5-2. and two. 
playing the worst team in the league. So we'll see how that goes. Or no, not the worst team, but one of the worst teams. So, yeah, we will see how that goes. Uh, Yeah, have a good day, I guess. I will talk to you again on Wednesday. What? You're still listening? Nice. Good job. So, if you haven't already, you have to subscribe to my Apple Podcast account uh, and then leave a review and rate out of five stars what you think of my podcast. And be honest, I want to hear what you actually think so that I can know what I need to improve and what I don't. So, without further ado, goodbye. This is the actual end. The rest is just like an ad.